Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. Ever since high school, I've had this dream of learning how to sail. And um, I've spent countless hours staring at uh, sail ads of boats online and just uh, done a lot of reading and watching videos about it. Well, anyways, uh, this year I was able to get a 12-foot sailboat and I decided I was going to take it out on a large lake near where we live up here in Ohio called Seneca Lake. And before I went, of course, I've studied all the right stuff to do. I've practiced setting up in the boat in the yard. So I get there, I get everything set up. And I check the wind direction, you know, get everything ready, all the stuff I need is in the boat. And I go to launch the boat. And I completely fell miserably. I hit everything in sight. Um, I could not get the boat to go the way I was aiming it. Uh, I hit the dock. I hit bank i hit the ramp and i almost t-boned a fishing boat uh and that was before i even got the trailer out of the water my car is just sitting there running because as soon as i untie from the dock to get out from the ramp i'm just gone finally a guy gets a hold of the boat there by uh the dock where i almost hit the other boat and holds it while i get my uh, vehicle out of the way and then uh, I come back, get in it again, decide, yes, I definitely need to put on my life jacket. And my second attempt was almost as bad. Um, I had the front cell up, uh, the jib cell, because I wasn't really ready to try to run both cells at the same time. And I thought less cell area would be a little easier to control. And I got away from the docks finally, but ended up, uh, going completely the wrong direction from the main lake and just kept bouncing off the different banks and rocks and junk and that little bay area by the docks. And all the while, the nice boat that I've got is just scraping on the rocks and the bank and the dagger board just keeps slamming into stuff and getting stuck. And in all honesty, it just about broke me. I was furious. I was upset and I was just not getting it. Uh, finally, I did figure out that the little 12-foot boat was just too small to run the jib shell by itself because anyway, the wind whipped, the boat just turned with it no matter what I did uh, with the rudder you know, at the back of the boat to steer it. So I finally figured that out and don't feel too bad because I did eventually get the boat out on the lake after about two hours of misery and ended up having a pretty good time. Uh, with the exception of a few more major mistakes and head-on collisions with stationary objects. But I thought about this experience over the week and thought of you know how funny it was, in a way now, looking back, of how entirely incapable I was of doing what I wanted. I had the tiller in hand, and I was telling it exactly the direction I wanted to go in. And that's how it should work, right? I have a goal. I decide what I want, and then I go for it. But I often fail miserably. And why is it so hard to do what I want? And I feel like I know myself well enough 
to be honest with my wants, you know, I want to be a good husband, a good father, a hard worker, faithful Christian, good friend, so on, right? So why is it so hard to actually be what I want to be? And I have two thoughts about that this week. Um, and the first is that a lot of my wants are just convenient lies. You know, I don't want to lose weight. I want a cookie. I don't want to be a hard worker. I want to go to bed. I don't want to read my Bible. I want to watch a movie. I don't want to talk to God. I want to phone a friend. I don't want to be a moral person. I want to be satisfied. But if I can say that, you know, I want to do such and such that I can feel like my sin is an exception to my character rather than an example of it. Now, I know that's harsh and it is oversimplified and there is always going to be a struggle when pursuing sincere desires. But a lot of us need to get a hold of ourselves because having holy wants isn't cutting it. Some of us have wants with about as much meaning as a fart in a windstorm and need to stop kidding ourselves. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep their heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The actions that manifest themselves in our lives come from once in our heart. So we need to deal with it instead of acting like, well, if I could just do what I want. You did what you want. That's the problem. And the second part of the struggle that comes to mind from my wonderful experience sailing is that wanting is not enough. My little rudder in the water was like my once. I know I wanted to go this way and that way, but without adjusting the sails and pointing my life in a different direction, my once didn't have much impact in my life. James 2, 14 through 17 says, What doth it profit my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, Notwithstanding, you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. So, wanting a good thing is a good thing, but if you never take steps to pursue it beyond the wanting, then what does it profit you? Don't deceive yourself into thinking somehow, by wanting to be holy and righteous and moral, that God is going to say, Depart from me, ye who work iniquity. I never knew what I mean, you wanted to be a Christian, so I guess you're okay. I'll give you a like a C minus. Come on in. God's grace is sufficient for our imperfections. But be mindful that being in a relationship with the Savior is more than just being convinced that I want to be a Christian. Don't trust your wanter. Jeremiah 17, 9-10 says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Fruit of his doings, not wantings. And that's important. Galatians 5, 16 says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. And here they give a nice little list of what my flesh wants, not what somebody else's flesh wants. This is what our flesh wants. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, 
fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Can we be honest and say, now that's what I want? Just breathe it in, that's what I want. That is what our flesh wants. But don't feel too bad, we all stink just as bad as you do, and to make you feel a little bit better, here's what the Bible says that the Spirit wants. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. So here's a thought. If the Spirit desires the good things, and the flesh desires the evil things, what's that tell you about how important your wants are? We are both flesh and spirit. We are simultaneously wanting all of that evil and all of that good. So I simply bring this up, not to just tear you down and say you just keep sinning because that's what you want, you evil wanter, but because it's easy to become complacent with where your life blows you. Easy to just say while you're bouncing off the rocks, well, at least I wanted to go the other direction. It's easy to say when your center board is lodged in the bank, well, I want to turn this around. Or easy to say when you are free-floating in the wrong direction that I want to get control over myself. But without taking any corrective action, those wants are just trying to put band-aids on bullet holes. Matthew seven sixteen through 24 says, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so. Every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits ye shall know them. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Amen. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.